Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. 57 years he's been doing this since he first stepped foot in Pickwick Bookstore in Los Angeles 57 years ago. (laughs) And he's sharing his accumulated knowledge with us on this podcast. One of the questions I know a lot of people would like to know, Robert, is when you look at a chart for the first time, you're meeting with a new client or a question has come up and here's a chart that you're going to look at. One of the things you like to find first is Saturn. Why? Well, I think probably the first time I became aware of the importance of these Saturn cycles by transit in your birth chart was uh, from Grant Louie, who wrote uh, Astrology for the Millions and Heaven Knows What. And he made it very clear to me. Uh, Saturn is because it spends two and a half years in one sign or in one house, if you use equal houses as I do, that two and a half year cycle is uh, so synchronous with our real lives. Saturn, among other things, rules the natural 10th house, Capricorn in the 10th house. So it's it's your status in life. And that doesn't necessarily mean millionaire or, or pauper. It just means your position in life, which does change. Uh, and evolves in these increments of two and a half, two and a half, five, seven, or seven and a half. And Saturn cycles are responsible for the seven-year itch that's so famous. And Grant Louis looks at the horoscope as the ascendant-descendant axis on, on one level, so that the houses below that ascendant first seventh descendant axis are the personal houses, the first through the sixth. And then the houses above the ascendant descendant horizon are more public and collective houses. And in a general sense, when Saturn is in the personal half of the horoscope, the general preoccupation of the life is more personal than collective in a sense. Whereas it's more public when Saturn gets above the descendant, the seventh cusp and begins to rise toward the tenth. So when Saturn conjuncts your ascendant by transit, let's say, mine's transiting my first house right now, for example, that's a period of culmination in in life for really the past 28 years. And then as Saturn dips into the second house and the third house, those are the most personal houses. That's the first quadrant of the horoscope, the first, second, and third houses. And Grant Louis called that second and third house transit of Saturn the obscure sector, which is maybe not the best term, but it does correspond when Saturn goes through your second house for two and a half years, (laughs) your values are tested and some of them are outworn and they will fade away naturally and sometimes with a lot of resistance. Nobody necessarily likes to have change forced on them. But for example, Saturn transiting your second house can bring a crisis of values on a lot of level. You may may discover that uh, your values and those of your friends politically, let's say, are diametrically opposed and you have to react accordingly, whatever that means to you. Saturn goes into the third house uh, for two and a half years. And this one of the typical reactions to that is some form of depression, oddly enough, because 
a whole way of life is in the process of ending in preparation for a completely new way of life when Saturn crosses your fourth cusp or your IC, either one, and begins to rise in the chart. Because as it crosses the fourth cusp, it's a figurative death. Uh, usually not a literal one, but it is a figurative kind of death and rebirth. And that's the whole point of astrology. You can either look at life in the rearview mirror or you can look ahead. So then as Saturn begins to rise up, in, it's called the first rise from the fourth through the sixth house. And there you are, in a sense, almost like a newborn. You're getting accustomed to this new way of life. Sometimes it's in a new location. Sometimes it's in a new job or career. Sometimes it's in a new marriage or the breakup of an existing marriage. But sometimes it can be the birth of a child. Uh, Saturn always carries with it this sense of responsibility, and you have to face your responsibility in the houses where it is transiting. So as it rises, the first rise, then there is, as it crosses the descent at the seventh cusp, now your whole life takes on a more public kind of expression. And as Saturn continues to rise up the seventh, eighth, and ninth houses and hits the tenth, the tenth is, the, is a, a period called the first culmination. And that kind of cements all of the evolution and progress you've made for the last, say, seven years in some form of accomplishment. If you don't have a form of accomplishment, then it's trying to tell you you haven't been maybe true to yourself in terms of doing due diligence or working hard enough or studying or getting a degree, if that's what's necessary to achieve your, your aims and your goals. Uh, but the things that you have worked for, you will achieve under Saturn going through the 10th. And then building on that, Saturn goes through the 11th and comes back to the, the first house. And that's a second culmination. So the ascendant of the 10th house can time the, those kinds of rising periods or culmination periods or periods of, uh, periods of endings and beginnings. And they're always important in a, in a major kind of way especially Saturn going through the third house, will uh, question a person's philosophy, their religion, the, those sorts of things. And it, it, it's a whole kind of new mindset that's going. So they're very sensitive to what is being left behind or lost in the third house. And sometimes these are forced on them by things like natural disasters, earthquakes, fires, and so on. The third house does rule the environment. So if you're living in a situation that's experiencing water shortages, for example, and here's if Saturn transiting your third, well, what do I do? We've lived here all of our lives. Do we want to move? Or do we have to move? We can't get water anywhere. Those kinds of tough questions. So each step of the way with Saturn, it's a, a question about acknowledging what is being left behind and what is coming up. So once you've established that base, if you will, what's happened and what's coming up, then how do you use that to move forward in the chart? Well, I, for example, I have Saturn currently transiting my, my first house. So, and Saturn is responsibility and work. And I'm finding that this period indeed is a culmination of really my whole life. Uh, and, but especially astrology, because I've been doing it for so long. So, and, and I love it. Uh, I'm very comfortable with it and how it works and how it doesn't work. 
uh, is applied in, inappropriately, let's say. Uh, and, and so professionally, I'm at this age really experiencing a, a, a true peak in my career. And I'm more fulfilled just on every level than I have ever been in my life. So I'm very aware that all of this has been earned through having to face myself through astrology and realize the things that I need to learn to improve or refine and the things that I have to build on and sustain. And uh, so I'm, a, I'm living a very happy life which is not necessarily what I anticipated, even though I had read it in the textbooks. I have Capricorn rising, Thomas, and it's one of those things. You're old when you're young and young when you're old, and you tend to be happier with age. Well, you read that at 21, and you say, okay, fine, I'll think about that when I get there. Well, I'm there. And it's true. I have been on a sustained level, happier, I guess, for the last seven years, consciously happy and, and grateful for it than I have ever been in my life. And I'm, I'm in perfect health. Well, so you, you talk about that uh, position of Saturn, and I know we don't talk about a lot of our own stuff. You do because it's illustrative for you because you know it so well, but I'm sitting there with Saturn just on the cusp of my ninth house. So this astrology work for me has built through the eighth house transformation and all of this stuff that you and I are talking about as that Saturn is moving into nine where we're going to take it out, publishing it, distributing it, etc. Well, that's exactly it, Thomas. If I were looking at your natal chart and I saw transiting Saturn going through the ninth, I would be asking you about, well, what kinds of communications fields are you in? Oh, well, I'm a broadcaster. Aha. Now I know he's in the right field and he's got Saturn going through that house. So he'll be concentrating on this for two and a half years with Saturn in there. And by the time it hits the 10th house, this guy, he thinks he's in broadcasting. Now, just wait. All of that is yet to come still. So you're going to be growing. The, the, people forget this about Saturn. It, it, if you're working at it consciously, you will earn what it promises you. And, and nobody can ever take it away from you. So these next five years, really, Thomas, for you with Saturn going through your ninth and then your 10th house are going to be a big culmination in your broadcasting career so far. So no matter how much you've achieved up until now, try doubling it, tripling now, that's a great point. So Saturn always gets the bad rap, right? Lord Karma, domed. Play the Darth Vader music. Dom, dom, da, da. Here comes Saturn in our chart. Oh, no. I'm, you know, it's going to all fall apart. Okay, look, I experienced that for about seven years, exactly what you're talking about. Saturn hit a lot of my planets, which are at the basically the bottom of my chart. Boom, 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 boom. Two divorces, you know, kids alienated, financial disaster, job changes, etc. And then I got conscious. And in the middle of that, I changed and I flipped to the other side of Saturn so that Saturn no more had to pound me over the head to try to get my attention. Now I was listening. I was asking. I was inquiring. I was cooperating and moving in that direction and all of a sudden life completely shifted so and that's the that's the word tom conscious you were conscious you were aware and i think astrology plays a big part in elevating and expanding people's consciousness it's that simple and it's different i guess for everybody but the thing i love about i mean not saturn rules me it rules my ascendant it's 
you know, Grand Cross with my Sun Moon opposition and my Ascendant and so on. So it's a really strong play. And uh, learning to be responsible to myself first, finally, was a big lesson for me because I was trained like many people, most people, to define my life according to other people's wishes, starting with my parents and the town I was in and all of that which is common to a lot of people. But if, if you are true to yourself and you're willing to put in the work and take it seriously, Saturn, and be responsible, Saturn, instead of trying to evade responsibilities for your own shortcomings, which everybody does, it's their fault, or oh, I almost got... Uh, so it's, it's being responsible and working hard with Saturn in a focused and conscious way, and it makes all the difference because I... It's true. Karma is a word in Sanskrit that all it means is result of past actions. That's all karma is. So that can be past actions yesterday or past actions last year or past actions in a previous lifetime, but it's results of past actions. So if you know that, then how you act in the present is beginning to establish karma. And it will have effects on your life that are commensurate with what Saturn's really about, which is being responsible. You know, you are nailing something here because Saturn and Pluto in the chart got very, very clear for me on January 12th, 2020, when they conjoined in the sky in the sign of Capricorn. First time that they have done that since the year 1518. Three weeks later, we had a new word in our vocabulary. It began with a C, and everybody knows what it is. That told me that the Karmic Blues Brothers were back together again, and they were doing their work. And, you know, it really framed up when you see these two planets in the chart, and you know that they're aspecting something for you. Ask, which side of these two am I on? Because collective consciousness is not to the point of seeking and asking and cooperating. In fact, they're asleep, they're unawake, and they're just going down the, the river without any kind of thought and really moving in the wrong direction. So Saturn and Pluto had to come along and bring something to try to initiate a wake-up call. So I think in addition to not only where is Saturn, but also this very prominent question— what side of Saturn am I on right now? Yeah, that conjunction is astounding, really, because we are, as you, what, what was the year it last occurred? 15 what? 1518. It was uh, in the 15, early, it was in the first quarter of the year, just like here. It was in January, February. So that's around the Renaissance, right? No, this was actually six months. Well, it was three months, three or four months after Martin Luther nailed his thesis oh, to the door okay. of the church okay. in Germany and created the Protestant Reformation, which took the shift from that from that Italian Renaissance era of papal control in Italy. So Italy was the cultural and financial center of Europe. And from that act of Martin Luther nailing that thesis and then the ensuing battles and wars, everything shifted to London. Well, that's interesting because this conjunction is the death of those archetypes. So you had the Protestant Reformation the last time, which was a huge split. 
And you were exactly right. It's led to endless wars. The whole and the Saturn Pluto conjunction is all about death and destruction and rising from the ashes like the phoenix. That's that's included in that allegory as well. But for something to rise from the ashes, something has to burn up first. And that's what uh, we're facing as a world right now. We've got Putin already threatening nuclear weapons right and left. We can bomb the East Coast with two, and we can bomb the West Coast into oblivion with two. So people are talking, and and there are thousands of these weapons all around the world in the hands of people like Putin and Kim Jong-il and so on. So uh, it's a a real possibility uh, that we could um, do some permanent damage to civilization. And we have to be conscious of it and aware of it in order to contain it or not. Well, this is where the car, you know, I call them the karmic blues brothers have come to try to wake us up collectively. Well, and see, you're hitting the nail on the head with that word collectively, because what this really is, I believe, is the end of the kind of tribalism that are summarized in these great religions, so called. They're all, they all profess to be the word of God and they all profess to be about love. And then you look at how they behave. And you think, well, these people are schizophrenic. They're talking about love, but meanwhile, they're conducting these crusades by young knights who don't know a thing about Islam, but they've been told by the church to go out there and kill the infidels, uh, and vice versa, and these endless religious wars. But they're these kinds of existential threats that are posed by that Saturn-Pluto conjunction. I happen to love them. I feel privileged to be living in this era of immense change. I won't live to see all of it, certainly, but it's very exciting. It's also very dangerous. Well, this is why having this wisdom that you've learned and are teaching us about how to interpret these things is going to be so critical. And yes, I mean, as things unfold, we do have plans here to address things in the chart as they become relevant, and we will. But we wanted to lay a lot of great foundation first, which is so Saturnian. And since Saturn rules your chart, this was a perfect episode for that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you again, Tom. And Robert is available for readings. We mention this every time just because I know there's been a lot of interest in getting to speak with him one-on-one. And yes, he is available. If you go to R. Glasscock, the number four, then site, S-I-G-H-T dot com, go to the Me tab, you'll find him there. Also, we have our speak pipe. It's on the upper left corner of the funastrology.com website if you'd like to leave us a message there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Old Soul, New Soul, Astrology with Robert Glasscock.